Welcome to the Contracting Officer Podcast. It's not just for contracting officers. If you work anywhere in the government acquisition world, this podcast is for you. Our topic today is color team reviews, which are a part of industry's proposal process. This episode is brought to you by Skyway Acquisition. Skyway gives you context from former contracting officers, just-in-time training in the government market, and consulting to solve your unique puzzles. Visit askskyway.com to learn more. Okay, let's get started with color team reviews. We've talked on other podcasts about the process on the government side used to build a requirement, release an RFP, evaluate proposals. Just like on the government side, there's a process on the industry side for how you write a proposal and get it submitted on time. Yeah, and when I was a contracting officer, I had no context of that process. I didn't see it. It was, on the, it was just happening magically. The proposals just showed up. Today, we're going to talk about one concept in the process that the industry uses, or a lot of the industry uses, and these are called color teams. So we're going to get into what what are color teams and how are they used and why are they important. Before we do that, let's stop and say thanks. I want to say thanks to, sorry, it's TK7449 is <laughs> their handle on iTunes, but it's an iTunes. Sounds like a Terminator. Exactly. <laughs> TK7449 says, very good source for understanding what it takes for federal goods and services to not only be purchased, implemented, monitored, and closed out. Very complicated, but this has great highlights and examples. And I like the fact that they told us that we're hitting the examples because that, that's the kind of feedback that's really great, which is why I wanted to call this out. So thanks for that iTunes five-star review. Awesome. Thanks, Terminator TK7449. That's funny. Now on to color team. Within the industry's proposal process, there are gates, review gates, control gates, and those gates are often referred to as color teams. Many companies, contractors in the government market, they use a similar structured approach for proposal writing that involves reviews at different times or stages, and each review is referred to using a color, such as a red team. And red team comes from, it comes from the Cold War, actually, where the U.S. military built a team to take the Soviet perspective on tactics that might be used in war. So they, they, that's why they called them red. You know, the, the, the commies were the reds. Back in the day. And by the way, Moscow was doing the same thing. They were calling it a blue team, <laughs> which was bad to them. I guess blue is bad. We think red is bad. But the U.S. side would create a team that tried to think like the Soviets would think. And how would you beat the U.S.? if you were the Soviets. And that's important to do because the, the red team, the, the opposing team, they're trying to overcome the groupthink that happens when all of us on the U.S. side have been educated the same way and think the same way, and we have a great plan. We can't see the holes in it that an adversary might see. So the red team takes that, that outside look, the, an independent look, trying to think differently about it, in order to poke all those holes in that you're blind to when you've been writing the proposal or creating this, this war, this strategy or tactics for, for war. It's very effective. A red team is a way to prepare to make sure that you're looking at it from a perspective other than your own. And in the government proposal evaluation world, the red team is simulating how would the government read your proposal. Red team is just one team in the process. If you're writing a very large and complex proposal, there may be a lot of teams involved. 
yeah, there, there's the blue team, there's the pink team, there's a red team, there's a gold team, there might be a black hat review, a white glove, and then there's ones that we haven't even listed. And it, <laughs> it could be unique to industry, it could be unique to the company that's doing it. So we'll stick to blue team, pink team, and red team for now. Otherwise, this is like a two-hour podcast. <laughs> it's almost an entire industry built around this concept, so yeah, it could be long. So let's start at the beginning. Blue team is the first team that you hear about. I got to say, I've never actually called it a blue team, but we still do the same things. What's a blue team do, Kevin? So blue team is you know there's a requirement. A contract may be expiring. You, you know that the, there's an RFI coming out. You have an idea of what the requirement is going to be, what the proposal could look like. You know, so what is our solution to it? This could be a year out. It could be six months out. It, honestly, it could be the week before the RFP comes out, but it's before the RFP. So the contractor has a team that is imagining how are we going to solve this requirement? We don't know all the details about exactly what the government is going to ask for. What's that requirement going to be? We don't know how they're going to evaluate things yet. We don't know how big the proposal is going to be, have to be maybe even. But we're starting to get our ideas together, and we have a blue team that's poking holes in the ideas of how are we going to solve this problem for the government. You're not actually writing a proposal yet. We're, we're framing the, the idea for a proposal, and we're having a team help us frame that idea. Like you said, not everybody calls it a blue team, but it's being ahead of the curve. It's being ahead of the RFP so you can think about what do we think the solution will be. Whether you call it blue team or not. The next step, the next review is generally a pink team. This always makes me laugh because we'll talk about red team in more detail in a minute. But red team, like we said, comes back from from the Cold War. At some point, they applied that concept to proposal writing. We're going to have a red team, but realized that that was way too late in the process. So we need to have an earlier review. It's not really red. It's sort of light red. Let's call it pink team. <laughs> no, it's, it's rose. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the pink team, the pink team review happens after the RFP is already out. And now we've seen the RFP. We've seen, does our specific solution work? Does that framing that we put together, we're, we're starting to put some sheetrock around the framing and starting to kind of build something and say, does this the shape of what we're building, now does it really make sense given that we know what the RFP is asking for? Now you're into things like, what are the wind themes? Are they still relevant? Is the solution we came up with actually going to solve this problem? How are we going to answer the evaluation criteria? You know, what will actually win this actual RFP versus what we thought it might look like before it came out? I'm going to talk generally here, but generally, pink team, at this point, the proposal team has an outline of their proposal with bullets for all of the major points that they want to make and mock-ups of any graphics, any pictures that, that you need to better explain the story. There's usually not any real text written at this point. So this is more of building the outline of the story that we're going to tell, but not actually taking the time to write an entire proposal. Yeah. At this stage, the, the question we're trying to answer is, is what we're going to write the right thing to write? You follow that? And, yeah. so, and so my, my friend Sean So, he calls this, it's content review versus copy editing. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So, yeah, the, the simple way to think of it is that if you're writing, par if you have paragraphs of text at a pink team review, you might be leaning a little bit too far forward. So the pink team comes in, sits down, goes through this outline, writes up a bunch of comments, and the proposal team then goes back, reviews all those comments, and incorporates them into their writing. A lot of work is done at this point before we get to the next proposal review gate, 
which is generally called a red team. The proposal writing team has incorporated all the pink team comments, hopefully, and they've written what's what's really the final draft of the proposal. This is the actual text. All the paragraphs are in there. The graphics are mostly done. All the pictures, they don't might not be the final versions, but they're well enough laid out and thought out that people can understand what you're trying to convey from the picture. And you may actually be over the page limit. If the RFP says, oh, 25 pages for this section, you may be at 26 or 27 at this point because you haven't really edited it. You haven't really worked out all of the details, but you have all of the thoughts written out. The red team review is when that all that text, all those thoughts will get picked apart. You got to make sure the proposal says exactly what we want it to say. And more importantly, it says exactly what the government wants it to say. And remember, the proposal team has been heads down writing a proposal for days or weeks at this point, and they are all in group think. They're all only thinking the way that they think about the proposal. So you inject a red team into, into this process that hasn't read the proposal yet, that sort of knows what it's about, but they're looking at it with fresh eyes, and they're trying to look at it from the government's perspective. If I was evaluating this proposal against the evaluation criteria, does it work? Yeah, the, the red team is going to ask questions like, do we understand the themes that were meant to be conveyed? Are they obvious, right? Do we provide obvious answers to the evaluation criteria? The evaluation criteria might say the contractor has an effective transition plan. The red team's looking at the proposal to see if, does it obviously call out why your plan is effective? And it sometimes bolded text, call out boxes that, to link it directly to those evaluation criteria. Yeah, and another question is, is the proposal organized in a way that makes it easy to find that stuff? Because if it's all over the map, it may be in there, but if it's buried, that's at the end of the day, the government wants to be able to find it easily. And the red team should be able to find it easily too. Remember, in big proposals, usually there's many different authors and each author is an expert or assigned to write one section. The red team is looking at this and trying to help the proposal team avoid submitting a proposal that the government's going to look at and say, wow, this looks like it was written by 12 different people. Because it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. It doesn't make any sense. The writing styles are different. The way it's organized is different. The red team's going to be able to call those out because the individual authors and even the proposal manager may not be able to see that. They're, they're too inside it at that point. And even for a small proposal, this makes sense because you may have the technical team. You have your engineers write the technical section. You have you, maybe you have your one of your BD folks write your business development folks writes the past performance section. So it's still even in a smaller company with a smaller proposal, you still end up with maybe three or four different voices or even two different voices, and it still can be confusing if the format's not the same, etc. And the red team is when it's discovered. One thing that always comes out in red teams in my world are the little nuances in writing, like active versus passive voice in a sentence. That's not just in your world. That's everywhere. <laughs> Every, honestly, they even see it in the RFPs. And when I was writing RFPs, but now that we're writing proposals, it's the same thing. It's active voice is something that we don't hear until it's showed to us. So showed, shown, until it's shown to us. Passive voice is a sentence that said, the bag was carried outside by Bob. Whereas active voice is, Bob carried the bag outside. It's amazing how easy it is to miss until red team. I think it's funny because we train this all the time when the proposal team is first coming in and starting to write. We talk to them and remind them again about try to write an active voice, not passive voice. But you're right that lots of people think in that passive voice. You want the focus on action 
hence the term active voice. And and it's also shorter. <laughs> it, it literally has fewer words. If you write out all your passive sentences and then write all your active sentences, all the active sentences are shorter. Very pages, important if you're trying to save proposal space. You multiply that by 30 pages, it's it's yeah. like another half page of text. I'm serious. Red teams at time for thick skin. Sometimes you get a wall of comments along you know, the, the, the track changes, little, little boxes, the comment boxes on the Word document. It just be a wall of comments. along. It can be side. brutal. You hope that the Red Team reviewers don't write, this is the dumbest thing that I've ever read or something like that. But sometimes you get comments like that. Don't get personal. A lot of it is explaining the context of your comment. We actually have, during, during the Red Team, the first Red Team, we don't let people make changes to the actual, like, inside the paragraphs. It's make a comment and say why you doesn't make sense to you. Tell us why it isn't clear. Those kind of comments are much more effective than like, hey, move this word over here, and it, it, it can get really messy. Because it's opinion a lot of times too. Right. The, I, the most frustrating comments that I get out of red teams is when people criticize or tell you why this doesn't work, but they don't actually provide you the answer of what does work. The best red team comments actually are rewritten paragraphs that that flow the way the red team reviewer thinks it should flow, then you don't have to try to guess what they're thinking. And a lot of times those kind of comments get cut and pasted and become the proposal language. Yeah, we, we do a lot of red team reviews on proposals because you know, as a former CEO, that's what we do. And, and Shelly's really good at that. She'll take the concept of what should be in there and then give you a paragraph that says, here's how you should explain it so it's clear to me. And then, of course, the question is, is that better than what you had written? And a lot of times, to your point, yeah, it is. Because if it's clear to the if it's clear to the red team reviewer, then it's going to be clear to the to the government evaluators, and that's the point of a red team review is to make it more clear to the end evaluator. Remember that the time required for red team reviews are is directly linked to the size of the proposal. The government may take days or weeks or months to evaluate a big proposal. Don't expect a red team to come in and do it in half a day and provide anything useful. It's too much. It's very common for red team members to be assigned to just review a portion of the proposal. Maybe not even one, like the entire technical volume, maybe just one section of the technical volume because it can take a lot of time and you don't have that time while you're writing a proposal. You might have 15 days or 30 days or 45 days total to do everything. Yeah, a lot of the smaller ones that we do, we'll have a full day for the red team review if it's just like a 15-page proposal. We may look at the whole thing, but it's 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 relative. It's relative to the size. That's your point is it's relative to the size, and you got to think about that in your proposal schedule ahead of time. Generally one very long day in my experience. That everybody's really exhausted at the end of. We forgot to link this to the acquisition time zones early in the process. It should be obvious. Any guesses? Any guesses? RFP zone. This is the RFP zone, right? This is when industry is writing their proposal, and that sits squarely in the RFP zone. This is probably one of the few episodes we do that only applies to one of the zones. Why is it important to understand the concept of gates, reviews, color teams in proposal preparation? Process matters, especially when you're answering an entire proposal in a fixed amount of time. It helps with expectations. It prevents you from wandering. And it's how the proposals are managed. It's how you make sure that everything gets delivered on time. Yeah, it's very, very difficult to complete a coherent, high-quality, and compliant proposal on a deadline without some kind of formal process with built-in reviews. 
everyone on the proposal team needs to be on the same schedule and color teams enforce that schedule. Everyone has to be to a certain point by a certain time and then it gets reviewed, comments incorporated, and you move on to the next stage all together. You can't have one piece of the proposal lagging behind because you're trying to write a coherent end-to-end proposal. Yeah, you can't submit it in chunks. It's got to be completely done on time. Why is it important for the government to care about this? I'm not sure they need to quote-unquote care, but they do. it helps to understand it. So I had no idea what the proposal process looked like when I was a CEO. I didn't understand. I didn't know that color teams existed. The proposal manager is someone I never met. And to understand their playbook or, or part of it, the color teams is part of their playbook. It's just like the proposal manager understanding the acquisition time zone. It helps me see the other side. It gives me context. Industry cares about this process for obvious reasons. Having a color team review process, it creates a common language, a common language for how we're going to go about writing proposals and a process. It, it's, it's essential. Even if you're a small business who isn't writing a whole proposal on your own, if you're looking to team with other companies, what happens? Whoever you're teaming with probably has a process that involves color team reviews. Right. The proposal process is it's agnostic. It doesn't care about what the industry is, doesn't care about the size of the acquisition, doesn't care about the how many different people are involved in it. There still is a proposal process. So these color teams apply like the acquisition time zones. They apply pretty much in every scenario. Yeah, even on the smallest things, you may only have a red team for a small proposal, and it might be one person that reads it before you submit it and and tries to help edit it a little bit, make it a little bit better. But the process is still there. Just like we talk about on the government side, very small acquisitions still have the same gates. There's just not as many people involved and not as much documentation on the smaller acquisitions. Like you were just saying, most everywhere you go on the industry side, you'll see some form of this process. Large companies often have proposal managers on staff, employees, whose sole responsibility is to manage proposal teams through the process over and over and over again. In fact, there's an entire sub-industry of proposal consultants who are hired by companies to do this just in time. It's one of the things that we do, but there's an entire industry that only does this. And even big companies, sometimes we have too many proposals to write, more proposals than our proposal managers on staff can handle. We hire outside consultants all the time to help. I think the most important reason industry should care about color teams and a review process is because you have to build recovery time into your proposal schedule after each color team to incorporate their comments. It's no good to have a review if you don't also have time built in to react to their comments. If you're just going to ignore everything they say, don't bother with the review. It's common for the red team review to result in extensive rewrites to the proposal. And I've seen it in worst case scenario, the red team comes in and just blows the whole thing up. And the proposal team essentially has to rewrite everything from scratch. And that usually only happens if they didn't pay attention to the pink team comments at all. And they're still motoring down their road without taking that outside independent view into account. And that's an extreme example. And and the other extreme is that they just, you check boxes and say, yes, this is fine. Yes, this is fine. And in between those two, The reason that recovery time is so valuable is that there may be concepts that are challenged. We may have to take the time to think through 
what's the better way to solve this? It might not just be editorial writing text. It, it may, we need to tweak how our company delivers this, how we explain how we deliver it. It might be bigger than that. You should plan to spend time addressing these comments in detail. One of the rules of Red Team Review for us is no new concepts at Red Team. So if there's a grand idea that you're like, hey, the government wants this cool widget, the time to bring that up is not at Red Team because Red Team, it's a final draft. It can be very difficult to stick to that. It's, I get it. And sometimes it, if there's a fatal flaw, you have no choice but to incorporate, to scramble to incorporate these grand new ideas at the last second. But I think that is a good rule of thumb to be able to say, at this point, we're pretty much done. We don't have time to go off on this other tangent. Right. Unless it's critical to the result. Sometimes a new idea has percolated throughout the process. That's different. But what we don't want to have is the habit of, oh, we'll talk about that red team. No, we talk about it at pink team. We fix it now so that we, we aren't scrambling with you know 24 hours left. <laughs> before right. the proposal's but, by the time you get to red team, it's too late to make major changes to the proposal. If you need to make major changes, you might want to consider not submitting anything at all. Cut your losses right now. That's similar to getting the answer to an RFP question the day before the proposal is due. You just don't have enough time to make the adjustment. So a really big red team comment that we can't adapt to, it's the same kind of feeling. Okay, it's time to wrap this thing up, Kevin. From the government side, as a contracting officer, I had no idea what color teams were. Maybe people know. Maybe they're maybe they're learning about that in classes. I I, I never took. But it, <laughs> I skipped that day. But it gives you context. Understanding that these color team reviews happen, it gives you context on what the industry is doing. On the industry side, once you grasp this basic concept, if you're a small company that's doing subcontracts, if you're a small company who is just going after smaller contracts, or even if you're a large company, don't expect people necessarily to know what these are. If they know what these are, you're going to communicate better. Going back to your comment about it's a common language. If we all understand what the red team and the pink team are, we're going to have more effective communication throughout the proposal process. I agree. Everyone using the same terms is, is essential. The quality of the final proposal is directly linked to the quality of the color reviews. So everyone needs to have the same expectations of what those reviews are. It's important to make sure that you find high quality reviewers. You want experts. You want people that are good at removing themselves from the industry side and trying to think like the government, trying to read it like a proposal evaluator. And they should know as much or more about the topic as the folks that are writing the proposal. It can be hard to do. You have to make sure that those high-quality reviewers commit the time necessary to properly review and comment on the proposal. And that means that you need to stay on schedule as a proposal team if you expect your reviewers to block that time on their calendars. You can't keep changing the date of the color team and expect people to be able to show up for it. And my last point is to make sure that your proposal writing team takes the color team comments seriously. If they don't, you might as well not do the review. If you don't take the pink team comments seriously, you're likely to get blown up at red team. If you don't take the red team comments seriously, you're likely to submit a disjointed proposal that doesn't actually answer the questions that the evaluation criteria need answered in order for you to win. And if you don't win, what was the point of submitting it? <laughs> I mean, that is, the, that is the expectation. It's not going to happen all the time. I get that, but that's the expectation. What's the point? That's where we end today. Talk to you later, Kim. See you, Paul. 
Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Contracting Officer Podcast. As always, you can send your questions, comments, or complaints to me at paul at contractingofficerpodcast.com. Or even better, help us make the podcast more valuable to you by scheduling a time to talk directly to Kevin at askskyway.com.